Wrestling Fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident jester, Jolie. So. On this week's episode, we honor the women of the WWE in recognition of Women's History Month. But first, we have some business to attend to. The last stop on the road to WrestleMania is the Elimination Chamber preview this Sunday night. So, ladies, let's make some predictions, shall we? Alrighty. So, first we have the first of two Elimination Chamber matches. Uh, the first is going to be on the Raw Women's side, but number one contendership to face Becky at WrestleMania. So, we have Asuka, Natalia, Shayna Baszler... Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. So, let's see. Well, even with all the little bit of rumblings from Vince this week, I mean, the obvious choice is still going to be Shayna. I'm going to go with a sleeper pick on this one, though. Um, I mean, I mean Shayna's going to win, but if I have to pick a sleeper pick, I would say Liv Morgan. I know it ain't going to happen, but I just thought I'd have some fun with it. <laughs> Jolie? Why was Ronda at WWE headquarters this week? Could Oscar really be injured? Could Vince throw a curveball? Mm. Um, no, nah, I, I, the obvious pick is, is Shayna. Um, I have been arguing with people left and right, saying that you know, oh, they're like, oh, her match was boring. I said no, it was not boring. You have Kyrie Sane who wrestles a completely different style now as a heel. She's not the Sky Princess anymore. She's not the Sky Pirate anymore. She she wrestles differently as a heel. She drunk, it's like drunken style as a wrestler, like the kung fu drunken style. Yeah, she had to change it up. Yeah, she she's she's a different. She reminds me of a spider monkey when she wrestles, because she's constantly moving, and that that's not how she was when she was facing Shayna in NXT. Mm-hmm. So she Shanna is the the main go to the sleeper pick. I will agree with you is Liv Morgan because I think if anyone deserves that chance, it is Liv because like while Sarah was out hunting and Ruby was out getting her shoulders, she was stuck in catering like <laughs> Becky was trying to reinvent herself, and she's just probably one of the nicer people that I've been told to meet. But I will say this about that Brooklyn crowd. They don't know what the hell they're doing. That your chant, what is that? (laughs) Is that a mating call for jackasses? And I'm not talking about the animals. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is that? I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to say. Somebody from Brooklyn, please, is that your mating call? But, but. More specifically, is that your mating call for another man, woman? Like, you know, what's it for? Are you trying to call your mothership? It's annoying as fuck, and everybody hates to watch the Brooklyn shows because you fucking do it all the fucking time. If anybody from Brooklyn's listening to this, uh, comment whenever we post this so we so, uh, we can get an explanation for this, please. I mean, come on. Am I the only one that finds that annoying as hell? They were crazy. That that crowd was horrible. And I know people in that that were there. They're some of my friends. I met them last year at WrestleMania. And, like, we've become good friends over the year. And, um, like, straight up, they're like, that crowd was fucked up. Like, they go, it had good spots. It had bad, but, you know, and it just, they were bad. 
All right, Kayla, what you got? As far as the sleeper pick goes, I definitely have to agree with both of you as far as Liv Morgan. As far as the actual prediction, Shayna Baszler. And I'm going to make this prediction now. And I'll probably make it again at WrestleMania when it comes to that time. But um, but as far as that goes, Shayna Baszler is either going to, at WrestleMania, win the title. She's going to hear Ronda Rousey's music. She's going to do the same thing Liv Morgan did when she heard Ruby Riot get all excited. So either at WrestleMania to congratulate her or Monday Night Raw afterwards, she's going to show up and she's going to turn. Ooh. That's my prediction. Either WrestleMania after Shayna wins it or after Raw. That's what Ooh. I have a feeling. Conspiracy. My prediction. Becky beats Shayna. Ronda shows up next night, makes her tap. Sets up for SummerSlam. Mm. I like that one too. People want Ronda versus Becky more than they want Ronda versus Shanna. And Vince knows that he missed the money mark. But he only put Charlotte in there because, one, she deserved to be in the main event. As much as people bitch, moan, and complain, that woman deserved to be in the main event. She put in just as much work as the other two. Plus, it did help because this was such a big spot. And yes, Ronda is used to main eventing. But she isn't used to main eventing at 1 o'clock in the morning the following day. Yeah. And having to deal with a very tired and very drunk crowd. And Charlotte added a flair, no pun intended, to the match. So, yeah, I definitely see Ronda coming back either at Mania or at the Raw After Mania. Which, the Raw After Mania, which would make better sense. I cannot speak and I am not drunk. (laughs) Um... But because I love watching the Raw after Mania because that yes. is always the wildest, yes, craziest crowd because that crowd is full of pure, 100% God-loving wrestling fans who come from around the world. Yeah, it's kind of like a hangover crowd from WrestleMania and everything. They're still in town, I, except for I don't know how they're going to do it this year because um, – as far as like where Raw's going to be at, because I don't think it's all going to be in uh, Tampa. It is. It is. Oh, it is. Okay. SmackDown and Raw and NXT will and but all, all of those will be at the um where the Tampa Bay Lightning play. I can't remember the name of the stadium, but they're all going to be there. It's okay. Three days of wrestling in that area, and then Mania has the our, our Raymond J Stadium. Okay, stadium. Okay. Uh, I'm actually thinking um, if we're doing extra predictions and hearing everything, um, I'm thinking, because I, I didn't even think about Rhonda at this point, but um, I'm thinking Becky beats Shayna and loses the title the following month uh, to Money in the Bank winner. Same day, cash in. Off the wall, guess. <laughs> Alrighty. That's, that's good, too, but with there are rumors that she's going on um a break after mania so yeah i don't know if they're gonna hold off that long yeah one i know she hates it but the woman damn well deserves it i think she she's stated many times she doesn't want a vacation says i want to live on caffeine and spite well (laughs) let her live on caffeine and spite please that's like when she gives her best stuff right uh but yeah she deserves a break all right, so to the second Elimination Chamber matches, 
course, for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, we got the champions Miz and Morrison defending against New Day, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, The Usos, and Ziggler and Rude, who are, we now know will be entering the chamber last. Oh, let's see. I'm looking at all these. I'm pro. I mean, Miz and Morrison are more than likely going to retain, but if I had, if I wanted to get a new champion in there, yeah, Miz and Morrison are going to retain. Usos, I'd rather have them win them at WrestleMania. All right, who'd you got? Who do you have, Kayla? Um, I have Miz and Morrison retaining. Um, I wouldn't mind the Usos getting the titles back at WrestleMania. But um, a part of me kind of wants heavy machinery because Otis with his little strut, whatever he does. Um, I don't know. Like, a, like I just part of me wants heavy machinery to at least get the tag team titles, even if it's like, I don't know, a day a week or something. A day or a week or anything like that. Yeah, but definitely Miz and Morrison's going to retain. All right, Joey. My dream is heavy machinery. Reality is Miz and Morrison. I think that Heavy Machinery has earned those tag titles. I think they should get them, but I have a feeling that um, Miz and Morrison will retain. All right, so we have inter- Intercontinental title match, uh, Braun Strowman in a handicap match against Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. Please, oh please, let Braun retain. I don't think I could... Uh, it would be absolutely pointless for Shinsuke to take the title into WrestleMania because when he had the title the first time, his reign was kind of pointless. Really didn't do too much with it. So I definitely see Braun retaining. Who you got, Jolie? As much as I love Braun, I want Sami Zayn to win the title. Um, I want the Sami Zayn-Shinsuke match at WrestleMania. Sami Zayn has earned the title. And I hate taking the title off of Braun, but I think once Roman wins the title... From Goldberg, I would like to see Braun versus Roman for the title. So, wait, so hold on. How is this gonna? So, how is this gonna work though with the match and everything? Because it's like three on one handicap match, but it's like if so, it's like I if if I was I not mistaken, who, go ahead. I think whoever pins wins the title, or at least wins it for their side. Yeah, that's why. Okay. I feel, that's why I feel that. Sami Zayn's going to get the pin after Cesaro and Shinsuke do all the work, and that's going to lead to Shinsuke versus Sami at Mania for the title, which will be an awesome match. That, I mean, a lot of people have been wanting that, so... Okay, Kayla? I have Braun Strowman down's going to retain, but as far as the whole Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, um, that could go either way. Um... But I did see an article online that said right now WWE has nothing for Sami Zayn that they think he's only good for a manager position right now. Um, but I think they need to step that up a little bit because you can only be a manager for so long with a person that don't have a title. Yeah, wrong answer. Yeah, definitely wrong answer on that one. He, I mean, he's so, definitely he's definitely more than a manager. So as but far it, as this goes, it can go different ways. So, but I have Braun Strowman retaining. But you know, they say that Vince is now down on Shayna. So yeah, no, it's like what, it's like what can you actually believe anymore? So right. Okay, so tonight on SmackDown we had a last minute match thrown in. 
And with Daniel Bryan going against hometown boy in Philly, Drew Gulak, basically Bryan told him, you think you, you think you know my weaknesses? Let's prove it. So, so let him prove it. And, but I, yeah, that, Daniel Bryan's winning. I don't see Drew Gulak. I, even though it is in his hometown, I don't see Drew Gulak winning the match. Jolie? As much as I would love hometown boy Drew to win, uh, especially in Wells Fargo because he is a Flyers fan, um, uh, Daniel Bryan will win. Um, this is going to feel like uh, – this actually feels so much like an indie match, to be perfectly honest, because you know there's really no storyline really behind it. Again, I will actually admit I have not watched SmackDown the past couple weeks. I've only read synopsis. I've been working. This is my first Friday off in two, uh, three weeks. So, yeah, so I don't I, – I get what Daniel Bryan is doing. He's trying to elevate people. This is what he has wanted to do for a long time. And now that he's back, he gets to do it. And Drew is actually one of the good ones for him to bring up. And I'm actually glad that it's Drew. So I'll be happy with whoever wins regardless. This is going to be a great match for the card, hands down. But d is going to win even though I want Drew. Now, I mean, but um, just kind of uh, uh, kind of catch up a little bit and everything. No, it's the last few weeks. Uh, Drew's been kind of confronting Daniel, like saying that he knows his weaknesses and stuff like that. But it's like Heath Slater's been in the ring. And then tonight, Drake, uh, Drake said he wanted to go against uh, Daniel Bryan and everything. Drake Maverick did. And so... Did he pee uh, himself? <laughs> I actually... Um, I had... To be honest, I haven't finished watching SmackDown, so I don't know if the actual match took place. But, um, but yeah, and so Daniel went up to Drew tonight and, like, going, you think you know my weaknesses? I'll be in Philly this weekend. Let you step in the ring with me. So it's kind of been building a bit over the last couple of weeks, not a whole, whole lot. But, yeah, this was kind of it coming at, at a pass. Kayla? I'm going to make it short and sweet. Yes, movement. Daniel Bryan retains. I mean, wins. My bad. <laughs> She's nah. also not drunk. <laughs> oh, this is what boy. we get for recording on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Alrighty. Let's see. Next on the list. This one I'm looking so forward to, even though there's going to be outside interference. Uh, no disqualification match. Alistair Black and AJ Styles. Um, I smell an Undertaker appearance. Um, I smell uh, Gallus and Anderson getting involved. In the end, uh, Alistair Black's getting his. So he's he's. Um, I definitely see him picking up the win on this one. <sighs> Kayla. Okay, and this match in the future. I shall see a choke slam. I shall see a um, tombstone power drive. I see a magic killer. I see a Styles clash in there. But once and for all, with all the outside interference, Mr. Phenomenal AJ Styles is going to fade to black. Alistair Black will re- win. You're thinking every match has a championship match at this rate. <laughs> I think I am because I keep looking up at where it says Braun Strowman retains. So I keep looking up there. <laughs> All right, Jolie. Uh, I agree with Kayla that, or both of you actually, that there's going to be a gong playing. I also have a feeling that maybe, 
maybe a certain tag team partner of Alistair's comes and gives them the hand. Somebody that's had issues with the Tweedle brothers, Luke and the ugly one. <laughs> one the... and only. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel that um, Gallows and Anderson, I think somebody's going to come out and go uh, help Alistair in that department, which would be good, but I definitely think that Alistair's going to get this win, whether it's via DQ or... No, no DQ, no DQ match. Oh, no DQ? Oh, I am not drunk, I swear to God. It was one <laughs> drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be lots of interference, and but yeah, he's de- AJ's going to fade to black. All right. And speaking of outside interference, uh, Raw Tag Team title match, we have... The new champions, the Street Profits, thank God, against Murphy and uh, Jolie's favorite, the Monday, Monday Night, Night Messiah. Monday Night Bun. Little <laughs> balls. Oh, I'm sorry. Tiny balls. Bear still sucks, Seth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Now, nah, but with, uh, yeah, AOP is going to be in the, on the sidelines causing whatever mayhem and everything. Kevin Owens is going to probably be a factor in this and everything, but Street Profits retain. Because, and it'll kind of steer the course to uh, WrestleMania for Rollins and KO. Jolie? Street Profits retain because why would you challenge Kevin Owens to any time, any place, the stipulation? So I definitely see them retaining which could lead to AOP fighting for the tag titles at Mania. And then there's just poor Buddy playing with his Murphy by himself. Man, as soon as the Street Profits won, and I was like saying, I can only imagine the WrestleMania entrance. I can only imagine it. If there's not a giant-ass red Solo Cup on that stage, I am going to be very disappointed. Hell, if they got a big cereal box for the New Day, I don't see why not. That was cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, were, they, cool. Were actually, they were actually in that box. I know. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was, like, cool as hell. Man. Ah, Kayla. Short and sweet and to the point. We want the smoke. The street profits retain. All right. Okay, last but not least. U.S. title match. Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, and I don't... As much as I want Umberto to win and everything, I think Andrade's going to end up retaining somehow. Uh, Kayla? I'm just going to go out on a limb and just say it. Humberto is finally going to win because, what, this is his, what, third time going after the title now? So, after this one, three strikes, you're out, buddy. But I'm going to go on a limb. He finally gets his title. Now or never. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jolly? He gets the win, but it's via DQ. Ah. <laughs> Let me guess. Zelina Vega gets involved. Angel Garza. Even worse. <laughs> okay, so my question is, he's he's kissing random people. Are are they actually planted, or does he actually know that they're clean? I mean, they could be a walking STD. He's kissing an old lady. We don't know what she's got. <laughs> Um, I but, I honestly but, don't know, but no. Um, I honestly feel because with them saying that there could be a ladder match for the U.S. title, mm-hmm. and if it if it does end in DQ, 
it does give Umberto, especially if he beats Andrade. Yeah. It gives him a, 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 a say in that. And then you've got Ray, you've got Ricochet, you've got Angel. So you could have a, a five-person mm-hmm. ladder match. So definitely, I think, I, I would like Umberto to win because he is an amazing in-talent wrestler. The crowd loves him. Oh, I know. Like, like he... He gets so hyped with like going in like high fiving the kids at house shows. Like he he is uh, honest to god good dude, and you know I think he deserves that push. And yeah, he's got legacy history. But yeah, I see him winning, but somehow it being an underhanded via DQ where Andrade still retains or count out or count out. Uh, nah, it's like a, Umberto's growing on me and everything. He just needs to lose the cape. The cape looks... Ugh. It's morphin' time. Yeah, exactly! That's what I'm thinking. I saw that and I was like, I'm thinking Power Ranger and everything. That's just like, no. I mean, I know like sometimes like the the Hispanic wrestlers want to like Luchador. honor the luchador... want to honor like the luchador traditions and everything like that, but it's like the cape? No, 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 no. Get rid of that crap. Well, at least he's not wrestling in the cape. Thank God. That would be, that would be weird. He'd be soaking in his way. He'd be tripping all over the place. Oh, man. Here's your I... winner by disqualification due to cape tripping. <laughs> <sighs> That'd be a new one for the records. And here's your winner, cape. <sighs> Wait, where's the body that that went to? <laughs> It never says a body has to pin him. Just that his shoulders got to be flat. The the cape fell off when it on top. Kind of like when R-Truth's head knocked out Andrade. He just fell on top of him and counted one, two, three. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> Anything with R-Truth's hilarious. Oh, man. Okay, uh, so. Hold on, oh, hold on. But before we go on. Okay, go on. would like to congratulate. Mr. JBL on getting nominated into the Hall of Fame this year. Yay! I think that's a good choice. And there would be no JBL without Eddie. And there would be no Cena without JBL. Exactly. So, I think, you know, as much as a dick as he was sometimes, and people are calling him a douchebag, and then I'm seeing what he's doing with his charities, I'm like... He might be a douchebag, but he's doing some great shit. So, definitely congratulations. But my thing is, with it being Women's Month, Cindy Lopper, please. <laughs> Someone brought her up today on Twitter that um, Lance Storm. Yeah, Lance like Storm. Put, yeah, putting her in, at least in the celebrity wing. Actually, like duh, in the celebrity wing. But still, yeah, she was such and like such a. And then somebody said, "No, she's done more. She should actually be in the Hall of Fame." Yeah, and apparently on the next uh, podcast, uh, Corey Graves' next podcast, he's announcing the next entrant. I think they kind of spoiled it on WWE Network because I think um, R-Truth is going in the Hall of Fame. I saw the picture, but I was like, Wait, what? I was like, I, why would he go in now? He's technically a Hall of Fame wrestler. No, no, I don't. No, I don't disagree with you on that and everything. But it's like in the history of the Hall of Fame, there's only been one active wrestler to go in, and that was Ric Flair. So, so it's like I. But that, d- 
But to me, in all honesty, it doesn't matter how many championships Rick has won. I would rather watch an R-True math over Rick any day. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I love Ric Flair, but this truth, this R-Truth right now has been one of the most wholesome, entertaining members of the WWE universe ever. Mm-hmm. And he really needs to go back to SmackDown and get back with Carmella because those two honestly needed to have their own show. They yeah. were just hilarious together. Uh, well, who knows? Let's let's hope for a shake up, uh, a shake up, and a draft after WrestleMania. Maybe that that will come to fruition. I mean, how many people can brag that they're a thirty-four time, twenty-four-seven champion? <laughs> is it? Oh, is he? Is he up to thirty-four? He is up to thirty-four reigns as twenty-four-seven champion. Whew! Lottie, Okay, so with March being Women's History Month and this uh, Sunday, March 8th, being International Women's Day, we want to go ahead and just kind of dedicate the rest of the episode just kind of to honor the women of the WWE. Let me get the bad stuff out of the way first because with the start of the month, we asked WWE had a couple of hiccups in their initial tweet promoting the month they laid out a beautiful photo celebrating women's history month you have the likes of oscar you have the likes of trish stratus becky lynch lita naomi and there's about 11 women on here one is uh, one was obviously missing and so i'm gonna just kind of read off who's all on the photo because it's been out all everywhere bianca belair oscar trish stratus Kyrie sang lacey evans charlotte Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, Sasha Banks, Lita, and Naomi. Uh, Jolie, horsewoman's missing. Yeah, but, you know, right now she's the least relevant of the bunch. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I think there's actually a couple women missing from that poster, to be perfectly honest. I like that they've got Bianca, Kyrie, Asuka. Bailey getting left out does kind of suck. The Photoshop that she put out gives nightmares um, hilarious. I mean they literally look like Smurfs they honestly all look like Smurfs unfortunately with a poster like this you do have to go with your more popular wrestlers and I hate saying this because she does have a fan base but it's not as big as everybody else's on that poster it sucks that she was left off but right now with her being a heel it was shitty but I get it those people have a bigger fan base than hers right now. But when I was looking at it, and I was like going, yeah, she's the most, I would say, the most least significant uh, out of the current, I mean, out of the four horsewomen, out of the current ones. But it's like with Kayla, I mean, but Kayla, she's like um, the first Grand Slam champion. This is true. And also congratulations to Bailey for becoming the longest reigning SmackDown champion. Um. Yeah, that was kind of odd when I saw that, um, that she was left off. I mean, maybe there's a reason for it, or maybe, hopefully, it's not going to be a possible, I guess, what, how can I say, let down. Let's say she loses a title at WrestleMania to Sasha Banks or somebody else. Hopefully, Sasha. But hopefully, it's not going to be like when she loses the title, she's not going to go up here to down here kind of thing. So... Hopefully, it's not looking that way, but... Like, kind of like a prelude of things to come. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the other 
kind of celebratory gesture that WWE made is they brought out a gallery, a photo gallery of 50 of the most um, of uh, the women who've made the most significant history in the WWE. And conspicuously missing was one Michelle McCool. And, of course, she took to Twitter, was not very happy about this. And then her husband, a.k.a. The Undertaker, he also took to Twitter, was not happy about it. And then they made updates to that afterwards. And so, Kayla, it's like, did The Undertaker really have to get involved to get the her, get her on there? Maybe, maybe not. But it seems like here recently, like, it seems like no matter if they're part of the WWE it seems like um, certain people will get involved to help their spouses or something lately. But um, I don't know. I was a little, I don't think it was necessary, but I guess Undertaker thought it would be necessary to maybe get her on there. I mean, is he going to be the one to get her into Hall of Fame? Is that next? <laughs> it shouldn't, I mean, it shouldn't be the case because it's like, I was like thinking about this afterwards and I was thinking, all right, let's, let's backtrack. Um, McCool's history and everything. And this is outside of what she did with Layla, with Lake Cool and everything. So, Jolie, she was like the first Divas champion, the first woman to ever hold the women's champion and the Divas title, a multi-champion herself. And so you would have thought she would have been like an easy pick to put on there. No, I agree. Um, I... When I think of that era, she's not the first person that pops to mind, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Then again, none of the women really popped to mind. Maybe Kelly Kelly, Eve Torres, actually more, and Melina. Okay. They they pop more to me. Um, no, I'm never taking anything from from Undertaker's wife. Oh, my God. Why did I just blank on her name? Michelle. Michelle McCool. Um, I she is a tremendous talent. I have nothing but respect for her, but she's just not somebody that I connected with as a fan. Maybe because they reminded me of bullies that I dealt with in school, because they were kind of the the, the lay cool was kind of the bully heels of that time. So mm-hmm. that's probably why I don't associate that much with them because of that. Um, Melina was kind of a, she was a heel, but she wasn't a bully heel. She was just a petty bitch heel. Yeah. And I like that about her. Eve was just tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Like even Maria Canales, like I remember more of her. Gail Kim, like there was other people that I looked up to and because we still had Mickey at the time. We still had Mickey James and you, yeah. daddy was starting to come up. So, so there was like, there was other people that. I focused on more than her. And that was also the time where I kind of fell out of love with the women's division because of how they treated the women. And then mm-hmm. like once the Bella twins and all of them started coming in, that's, and then NXT blew up. Mm-hmm. That's when I fell back in love with women's wrestling. And that's all thanks to the four horsewomen. I mean, I've always loved wrestling, but like when the whole hashtag give divas a chance, I think the Diva era is like when I really, when it went from the women's title to the Divas title, that's kind of when I just dropped off with the women's wrestling. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm glad you brought it up and everything because it's like with the whole bully mentality, 
mentality because I remember those times when uh, Layla and McCool were like doing like the whole like Piggy James and all that kind of crap. Yeah, so it's it's one of the reasons why like I honestly tuned them out because what they were saying was what's similar to what I was teased in high school, middle school, elementary. Like I was teased my entire life, so seeing that on on TV just really turned me off. But Undertaker did not get involved until after they she said something. They mm-hmm. apologized, and he said too little, too late. So him getting involved then was kind of like there was no need to. It was yeah. over. They apologized. They fixed it. They didn't have to. They honestly did not have to, but they did. So, yeah. <sighs> But this fun fact and everything, I actually was ha- it, it's a it's a late cool uh, flashback and everything because I was at the TLC in 2010 when they had the first ever women's tables match. It was a tag match and everything, and so it was like Beth and Beth and Natalia versus Lay Cool, and they ended up get, and Lay Cool lost the match. And I'm like, well, thank God. So that was that. That was actually cool to see in person. Okay, so, all right, so we got the negative stuff out of the way. So, the salute to the women in the WWE. Now, I've seen this a couple of times on Twitter, and I thought it would be a cool thing to do here on the podcast and everything. People said, okay, let's, who's on your Rushmore for the women in the WWE? And so, like, going, all right. So, Jolie, your WWE women's Mount Rushmore. Number one is Mae Young. That woman was all piss and vinegar, and she was a pioneer for the women's evolution, revolution. She, I want to say Moolah as well, but with all the controversy behind her, with all the backhanding deals that she did, you know what? Fuck it. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. She did all this underhanded shit. Yeah, she treated her girls like shit. How many Barkers out there did the same thing to the men, but they nothing gets said about them? This is Mula. No matter the bullshit that Mula did, she is still a pioneer of the women's evolution revolution. But Mae Young is will always be my first because she was somebody that me and my mom got along, loved watching. Number two would be Alundra Blaze for how she acted in the ring and when she left WWE, when she threw that title out. That is iconic. That was a slap in the face of Vince. And I think it was a push forward for the women's movement to like the Attitude Era. Second, I had a tough choice because there's so the third one. I mean, I'm sorry, the third person. It was such a tough choice for me, but I had to go with my my first, which is Lita of the Attitude Era because without her, I wouldn't have found who I was. <clears throat> so like that's why she's and she's just fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is tough. I have to go with one of the four horsewomen. But it's not the four horsewomen that everybody think I would pick. I would have to go with Charlotte. Mm. Charlotte did not have the background that everybody else does. She only did this to with her brother 
and the fact that she has gone through many personal hells, uh, bad marriages, abusive marriages, losing her brother, nearly losing her father. Mm-hmm. She is my fourth on the Mount Rushmore because she has just has a strength about her and a perseverance about her. So those are my four. Mae Young, Alundra Blaze, Lita, and Charlotte Flair. I Very solid. Very solid. All right, Kayla. My four would be, um, number one definitely would be Alundra Blaze because I loved how she dropped the um, the title into the trash can to end the um, air or whatever to bring in new different things for the uh, um, women's division. Um, second would definitely have to be Lita for everything she's done for the women's division as well. Um, and then I'm going to go with Beth Phoenix because Beth Phoenix was probably one of the very first that um, Ashley made me fall in love with the women's division. Um, and as far as the fourth one, um, I relate with Julie a little bit. It would have definitely have to be Charlotte Flair um, because everything that she's going through, um, if you ever want to actually realize how much she's gone through, pick up her book that she wrote with her dad. Um, Second Nature, The Rise of Charlotte Flair is a really good read and explains everything that she's ever gone through. So um, out of the four, I think those two would deserve it the most. I just realized that there's somebody that we're all leaving off because I don't think you would have picked them either. And they're definitely uh, a nominee. uh, If there's a fifth person that we could pick, and that would be Stephanie McMahon because she has done a lot. That woman has this duality about her where she can play right. this bitchy ass heel, but you meet her in person or you see her with kids for Make a Wish or at any event with Special Olympics. She is probably the fifth person, if they had an honorary fifth spot, would go to her hands down. You're right. I wouldn't have picked her. <laughs> No, but you're definitely. <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely would not have picked her, but um, I do see your point on that as far as like how much she has done in the WWE for uh, charities and just kind of like, and for the women's division alone, she has been like a huge, huge pioneer. Okay. My Mount Rushmore. Okay, I'm. First one I'm going to say is China. Yeah, because it's like she played by her own rules. She wasn't going to be limited to, um, I mean, yes, she did. She did um, put herself out there for the women's division, but she didn't limit herself as far as like how far she was going to go as far as like with um, the men's Royal Rumble and uh, being an intercontinental uh, champion holder on her own. Um, I'm going to steal y'all's second one and I'm going to, um, I'm going to pick Lita and it's like, I love the wild childs and everything. And then plus it's like, she's a basically a total badass, man. Oh, okay. Um, third, 
and I'm just, and I'm basing, I'm basing the rest of this from the time that I've like watched wrestling and everything. And so, uh, basically, Trish Stratus, when I started watching wrestling back in 2005, even though she, uh, she was out at the time and everything, she passed. She practically set the standards for the women for the women back then, and and even retired and even retired winning the the damn women's championship. So in our, in Toronto, so that was like awesome on its own. And fourth one, this is tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Thanks. I'm, th- I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> uh, now nah, I'm going to go Beth Phoenix too. Now nah, just like a power presence and just the kind of the way she carried herself throughout the, um, throughout her career and everything. And nah, yeah, I mean, as much as I love the four horse women and everything, Charlotte, I mean, each one of them has an amazing story, but it's like, if, if I do, if I do a Rushmore, any of them, it's going to be their own Ru- Mount Rushmore with just the four of them. So, all right. So that is my four. Okay. Now I put this question out on Twitter the other day. And, well, I, I put it as a top five, like pick your top five women's matches. But I'm going to put you all on the spot. Best women's match ever. Jolie. 2018 Evolution, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, Last Woman Standing. I could have gone with the Sasha and Bailey at TakeOver, but this one had a better story. This one had more writing on it it was basically the end of their friendship it was uh at that time the end of their rivalry until WrestleMania, things got, right? well th- no until things got derailed with the whole punch hurt around the world oh yeah uh, with survivor series um but i think that was probably one of the best matches that either one had ever put on it's definitely it's definitely my top five and it's always going to be one of the ones that I will constantly go back and watch because it was just a brilliant story. Like you saw the anguish in Becky's face when Charlotte kept standing up and just keep getting up and just keep to get beaten down. And it, it, it kind of, to me, resembled their relationship between 2015 to 2017 um, when there were facing each other as heel uh charlotte was the heel and becky was the face like you know becky kept getting up to try to to fight for everything fight for everything and now it's it's charlotte that has to fight for everything so it was actually kind of nice case of a flip-flop there but mm-hmm. yeah evolution becky lynch versus charlotte flair for the smackdown women's title last woman standing match that was a good one all right kayla Best ever match, women's match, in my opinion, mm-hmm. was April 7th, 2014, Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Was Paige versus AJ Lee for the Divas Championship. I've been trying to work on this favorite rivalry forever article. It's still pending on the website, which I got to get it done. Um, 
reason I picked this match is because um, basically how Paige had gone up through, you know, her history. She went through NXT. People um, basically made it sound like that she wasn't going to be able to make it into the wrestling business um, because of um, her heritage and just different things of her background. Um, And then she uh, eventually became the first ever NXT Women's Champion, and then later on it came and became a is it two-time? Two-time Divas Champion. So if mm-hmm. I really had to choose one of my best matches or even all-time favorite matches would be AJ Lee versus Paige uh, for the Divas Championship. I love history-making moments. I love moments that stand out. So when I think about everything, I'm going January 2018, the first ever women's Royal rumble. And with this match, it was a long time coming and props. We were like talking about her earlier, but props to Stephanie McMahon for being like a real pioneer to getting this actually off the ground. And with this match, every intro that came in, it's like you saw the past with Lita, Molly Holly, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, and then the future, the future stars with Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, and then the um, the women who are on the roster currently, and they deserved that spotlight that night. They lived up to it. It was an awesome sighting, and to see. Of course, it's like with the Rumble match. You never know who's going to show up for the Rumble. And with that one, it was just one after the other just to see who was going to be part of this history-making moment. And I remember watching on the network the special that they did for it. And Kyrie Sane was actually a last-minute entrant because it's like the girls are getting ready and she comes in the room and Ruby's like saying, you just found out today and then it's like she just found out like like the day of that she was going to even be in the rumble. So just like just the tears and the emotion in her, their eyes and everything, it was just like absolutely wonderful. And so that I have to that I put it at the top of my list. Yeah. <sighs> no, that was I that that that's actually I think number 2 or 3 on my all-time list, the Royal Rumble. One it, that it happened in Philly was number one. Number two, um, you couldn't have found a better crowd for that rumble. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because when it comes to sports towns, there's nothing like coming off a high of when your team is going to the championship game. And I know I'm talking about the Eagles right now, but the fact that that energy... From that state, from what happened, just carried over. And I think that you'll never find a more passionate crowd, a more hype crowd, than one of Philadelphia. The fact that they picked the Philadelphia Rumble to do it was probably the smartest move that they ever did. Mm -hmm. I think because it's a, a city that loves the underdogs, loves the ones that work hard, loves the blue collar. And that's what the women are. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that put in so much, so much work. And people say, well, the men put in work too. 
okay, that is true. Men do put in work. But when men can wrestle in tampons with their balls in a vice, bleeding out of every freaking orifice that it feels like, and still go and put a match in at 110%, then you can criticize the women. Mm-hmm. Because the stress that our bodies have to go through, that their bodies have to go through. Charlotte wrestled WrestleMania 34 with a popped breast implant. That could have killed her. Yeah. Uh, Nia Jax. Her ACLs were blown. Yeah. And she went through with WrestleMania for her cousin, her tag team partner, Tamina, because she had never had a WrestleMania moment. And she wanted to go through that and make sure that her cousin was taken care of. Her cousin had that WrestleMania moment, so she had to put her own health on the line because of it. I mean, there women, the, the fact that there's been so much negativity towards any type of botch that a woman does. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Sasha kicking Paige square in the back. Paige told her to do that. Yeah, she called for the move. They practiced the move. It was an accident. Sasha got death threats. Seth Rollins ends Sting career and takes away the Universal title from Finn Balor right after he won it because he was a green little bastard. And he Mm -hmm. wrestled dangerously. But... He got no death threats. It's no. a double standard. Completely. Yeah, and then of course it's like when um, Brie came back for that little for that little bit, and she ended up kicking um, live live in the head and everything, and and botched that move. It's like people were like trolling her on Twitter. And when Mandy Rose um, botched her finisher, and then but she still hit Oscar with it. They were calling for her. But how many botches do we see the men do? And it's it's just uh, it's frustrating to see that these women get shit on mm-hmm. by men because they nitpick everything. But when their favorite men do the same fucking thing, oh, it's okay. They're guys. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so let's look to the future. So with let's go to NXT for a moment. We, um, whenever we look at the women, we look and see who's a champion, who's a future Hall of Famer. So let's go to NXT. Kayla, who, who do you see as um, a future champion, whether it be on NXT, Raw, SmackDown, or anything like that? From NXT, who do you see as a future champion? I want to drop down to NXT. Bianca Belair would definitely be a good choice as a future champion, and I see it in her future. Yeah. No, I, I and got, maybe I, Ian, maybe Ian's Io Sarai would be another good one too. I would like to see as champion. What are you reading my mind? I was going to say the same too. <laughs> <laughs> no. As right now with the NXT roster and everything, those are the two that pop up in my mind. Um, Io, I hope she gets back soon, especially for that ish to qualify for that ladder match at Tampa. But um, yeah, both of them with like their presence, the way that they kick ass in the ring and everything, I definitely see those two as champions 
Uh, maybe Candace. I'm not sure. I'm the, um, maybe a little, maybe a little bit more with her and everything. But if if I have to pick right now, it would be Eo and uh, Bianca. Jolie from NXT. Yeah, like just uh, NXT. Well, those are two good choices, so I'm not going to say them. I would have to say Tegan Knox or Dakota Kai. I could definitely see those two being championship material, especially after that cage match they put on this past Wednesday. That was brutal. That was amazing. How both of them are still walking is beyond me. Yeah, Tegan and Dakota have definitely earned a championship. You know what? In all honesty, I would love for them to bury their feud, become friends again, Man team kick and beat the crap out of the Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> Definitely Tegan and Dakota are high on my list. Bianca is a shoe in 1000% for a championship. EO, the same. Those, those two, you know they're going to win a title. Whether the company has faith in Tegan and Dakota is another story. And if I feel if they put the title on them, to me says that they have faith in them. So, all right. Well, I mean, well, let, let's go to Raw and Smack Raw and SmackDown. Do y'all see any of the women on there as future champions? Well, yeah, yeah, Ruby Riot or Liv. Definitely one of those two are definitely high up there on my list. Um, and you know what? Natty and Beth as tag titles. That, Natty, that's Natty, one. Natty deserves I know I said that her winning a title would be a pity because she's been there so long it, it's kind of like the same schools like you know she she deserves a title so let her have the tag titles I think she's earned that with Beth and they don't have to hold on that long it could be a one and done or it could be till SummerSlam but it's just like you know Natty is one of the ones that actually deserves a title. But all the other women, you actually know, Nikki Cross. Nikki deserves a singles title. I honestly thought she could have taken the title off Asuka with that last woman standing match. I thought so too, but they I think they really wanted to keep the mystique of Asuka. And I understand that. I mean, Asuka is an amazing wrestler, and that's why, like, I'm kind of glad that Asuka hurt her wrist before facing Shayna. I would rather see that down the line. I would rather mm -hmm. see that at a pay-per-view. I would rather see them build that up. I think that's why they threw Kyrie in that situation, because it, it, they're two people that are very comfortable with each other. But again, like I said earlier, their, their wrestling styles are just so different now. And you yeah. know, and I would like to see Asuka have a long title reign in either Raw or SmackDown. One other person I'm going to throw into this mix and everything because she kind of got shot at the first time when she had a title shot, Ember Moon. Yes. Yeah, because what? it's like the the first time she had the title match at SummerSlam, it was like not really much build up to it. It was kind of like. They put it on TV as it was given to her. 
but given the right time, the right buildup, and everything, she would be an amazing champion. She's extremely athletic. Her eclipse is sick as hell. I love it. That's one of like my best finishers, the my favorite finishers ever. But um, yeah, I would definitely throw her into the mix. I definitely agree with Ember, just because like she's had her shots, and I would definitely like to see. Hmm, I'm just trying to think of the who would a good feud for her being. The person that comes to mind is her best friend Alexa Bliss. I would love to see that feud. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. All right, so let's stick with the women on Raw and SmackDown because they're, at this point they are the most seasoned and everything out of all of WWE's women's divisions and everything. Future Hall of Famers. Who's, who do you see going in in the future? Hmm. Kayla? I can definitely see all four horsewomen going in there solo and as a group. Because all four of them will eventually well deserve it. And and they would it would be pretty cool to see them getting inducted in there as a group, just like the four horsemen did as well. Do you think they would still do that though? Even though I mean, yeah, like they kinda like established themselves like in NXT and everything, but they were really not really like a faction that came out, wrestled together or anything like that. Do you still think they would put them in together? I could maybe see it. Okay. All right. Hey, they might wrestle together. Anything's possible in WWE. Oh, I think everyone's still waiting for the four, 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 four horsewoman clash. Whenever the hell that's going to happen. We do not know. Whew. Anybody, anybody, anybody else you see going in? Who, me or Kayla? Mm. Oh, Kayla, Kayla, sorry. Eventually, Natalia. And uh, Natalia. All right. Natalia, definitely. Later on, I see her becoming a Hall of Famer. All right. Jolie? And I think that completes my list. Okay. <laughs> Mickey James, Tamina, Natty, the Four Horsewomen, and Paige. And the one that never will happen but should happen, the wonderful, the incomparable AJ Lee. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, who right. knows? If that... Okay, I got to oh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, Mickey has deserves the Hall of Fame. Tamina, right. you know, they really dropped the ball on her. And I do think that she has had a Hall of Fear, Hall of Fame career, even though she's never held a title. She's been one of those awesome enforcers. And enforcers do go in the Hall of Fame. Natty's a given. Mm-hmm. Paige being the youngest and everything that she's gone through. Right. The four horsewomen, definitely. And the reason, like, my, my thing is, they might not be a quote-unquote real faction, but if it wasn't for them pushing each other, there would be really nothing. Right. Like, those, those women set the bar so high and kept pushing each other to make it higher. And there were factions within factions. So it's like, and I think we will see them come together in some way, shape, or form. And I know people might disagree with me on this, but it's like, I still consider, like, the day 
that Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha debuted, I see that as the real turning point for the women's evolution. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I think the start of it, in all honesty, the, the start of the, the whole spark of the women's revolution was AJ Lee's pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. And then when she left, everything fell onto Paige and the Bellas. And that's when the hashtag started. Yeah. And then after that, they changed the game. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Hall of Famers. Four horsemen for sure. Uh, If they're going to put anybody current in next, it definitely needs to be Paige. For sure. Without a doubt. Uh, Yeah, I think y'all covered them. This is a a part of... This is the down part about me going last and everything. Y'all mostly cover everything. Here you go. Here's one for you. China. Oh, hello. Yeah, where the hell? When the hell are they going to finally put her in by herself? Ay, ay, ay. All righty. So to wrap up this episode, we're throwing somebody in the hot seat for Jester's chair. And we put the boss lady in charge of it, obviously, because she's the boss. So, Kayla, what you got for us? Um, earlier, I was sitting here trying to figure out how I could do this without you all thinking I cheated. Ha ha ha. So I, um, had my mom pick a number one through 20 and whoever came up the closest to the number would be the first person to go in. Um, Jolie was the one that got the closest. The Jester herself. Um, So with this. (laughs) (laughs) So. How this is going to work, I'm going to time it. She has a one minute on the clock, and I'm going to go down the list and just call off random things. And basically, she picks whatever she wants and see how many she can answer by the end of one minute. You got the timer, or you want me to do it? One, two, three, go. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Okay, cats or dogs? <laughs> dogs. Uh, night or day? Night. Uh, if you could use sign language to speak or sing everything you said. Sign language to speak. Okay, hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburger. iPhone or Android? Android. That's a long minute. Coffee or tea? Tea. Cake or cookies? Cookie cake. Time. I'm thinking you're going to ask me some tough shit. Got eight. That's not bad. <laughs> I was like wondering. I was like, like that's a long ass minute. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How many questions did I you come up with? It easier for the first time. But yeah. And hey, I mean, it's hot seat. Makes you think. How many questions did you originally come up with? Uh, one. She's still counting. 27. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually did that at work when I was just sitting there doing nothing. So I was just like, "All right, we'll make this, you know, whatever." So, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, it is the justice chair. It's only fitting that Justin goes in first. Do it. So. <laughs> yep. 
Exactly. <laughs> oh man all right so that's all we got for this episode of the queen's takeover thank you for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues y'all have a good one and stay tuned for another gestures court i'm calling some people out uh-oh who she pissed who pissed her off And welcome to another session of the Jester's Court. I'm your resident, Jester Jolie. And before I get into today's docket, I want to clarify one thing. Earlier in the podcast, I talked about Fabulous Mula and how she had done a lot of good things for women's wrestling. I know what that woman has done. I've researched what that woman has done. It's disgusting. I do not condone any of her actions. I do not condone what she did, how she did it, why she did it. All I can say is that she did great things for the wrestling community in ring and bringing up talent and bringing eyes to the company. That's it. That was my complete meaning of why I think that, you know, her and Mae Young were just a fabulous duo together. Because in that time, I didn't know. I was a fan of Fabulous Moolah. I loved what she did in the ring. I loved her and Moolah, to, or her and Mae together. You know, that's somebody that, you know, my mom loved watching. So I apologize if I upset anybody, but it's my opinion. She's She was a cunt for what she did. And she doesn't deserve to, like, you know, have anything named for her. But she did con- contribute to the business. Good and bad. So now this moves on to my docket. So today's today's docket since it is International Women's Day, is why do the women receive so much hatred? So many things get called out more. They get put down a lot more. You get this is boring chance. Uh, you get chance for CM Punk. You, you, all this nonsensical bullshit when the women have actually been putting on very decent fucking matches. Case in point, NXT has been putting spot on matches, but the Bianca Belair versus Charlotte match got highly criticized for botches and then the rushing of the end of the show and Rhea Ripley doing her stomp where you actually saw Charlotte get motion to to speed things up, but I don't think they the co- the company there like didn't reiterate that to Rhea that they had to do that that they had to speed things up. So and, he, and Rhea came out, you know, later to try to cover her ass, saying, like, you know, just because she, I don't... She said she came out and said something. I can't remember the tweet, but she actually did tweet about it when people were criticizing her about it. She goes, I, I do things on my time. I don't care who's in the ring. I'm going for Charlotte. I don't care who she's fighting. Something along those lines. And so it's it, it's just disgusting that the women seem to receive all the flack. Case in point as well is Monday night you have Becky Lynch coming out during the Kyrie Sane Shayna Baszler match. And you know, just to she brought an energy into that arena after they were basically chanting this is boring, chanting for Rhonda. Um it was just a completely disgusting display of the fans. And it sounded mainly like the men doing it too, which just I really wanted to smack the shit out of a lot of those people in Brooklyn, to be perfectly honest. They were acting like complete and utter total jackasses. And 
I get it because I look online and I see complete and utter quote-unquote internet wrestling community messiahs being and fueling those jackasses. <clears throat> if anybody doesn't know who I'm talking about, his Twitter handle is at JD from NY206, who constantly bashes Becky, who says her, her, her power is diminishing. I've watched live shows. I've been to live events. I've seen video from other live events. I've seen little girls and little boys and young men and older men and women all cheering when her music hits. So you just need to clean your ears and shut the fuck up, JD, because you are a pile of shit. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just using your own misogynistic anger towards her because you, you don't like her. That's fine. You can be like Brad Shepard and that little fucking lackey douchebag who talks shit on Becky, on Asuka, on Sasha, and now on Facebook saying that somebody in the WWE has the coronavirus and they're meeting fans. Dude, no. People like him are fucking disgusting leech jackasses who deserve to be completely banned from the wrestling community because they are twatsicles. They are giant tuna-flavored twatsicles. So, you know, JD loves to go out there and bash Becky and he has his little minions and his little followers bashing her too. And, you know, so she comes out dressed like she skinned Winnie the Pooh, acting like this fangirl for Shayna. But I don't think people are really understanding what she's doing. And I think she finally flipped the switch when she put out this promo today, you know, saying, I'm done with games. I'm coming after the bitch that drew my blood. Boom. She was playing mind games. She's playing chess while you think she's playing checkers, playing Chinese checkers. Like, dude, there is a storyline here. Let it build. Stop criticizing every little motherfucking thing because you know what? I don't see you criticizing Seth Rollins acting like the fucking Pope. Women have constantly received a lot of negativity. Another case in point is when Sasha Banks unintentionally ended... Paige's career with that kick to the back. A move that Paige herself said she called for. A move that Paige said they practiced. But Sasha got death threats. Sasha Sasha basically held the responsibility of Paige's injury. She basically felt like it was her fault that she did that. And Paige has come out and said it's not it's not her fault. She didn't do it on purpose, and Paige knows that. But she received death threats and all disgusting manner of... Like, f- people being douches with fan art and videos and just being overall arrogant jackasses. But when Seth Rollins ends the career of Sting and due to being a green little jackass, injured Finn Balor, causing him to relinquish the title the following night on Monday Night Raw. In all honesty, Finn's career never recovered from that. Which is horrible because Finn's a great wrestler, great on the mic. He's just a fantastic talent. And Seth didn't get the death threats. Seth didn't get attacked like Sasha did. 
Seth didn't get attacked like Nikki, or I'm sorry, Brie Bella did when she messed up her kick on Liv Morgan and knocked her out cold. Like, you criticize everything when it comes to the women. The sad thing is, little girls, young girls, see these tweets, see you bashing them, and they might have an interest in wrestling, but they see what you are saying. And you don't give a fucking shit that a little girl might say, well, you know what, I don't want to do that now because they're really putting down the women wrestlers. They're really putting them down. I, I don't I don't think I can do that now because I don't think I'm strong enough. I, I don't want it to have to be attacked all the time for being a woman and wanting to wrestle and wanting to main event. And it's just frustrating because these women put on amazing shows. Downright 100% balls to the wall matches. I think about the triple threaded house shows that saw, um, that Charlotte, Becky, and Asuka have been putting on have been completely amazing. You know, they put on such a great match. When Liv faced Shayna, that was a great match. That was a good match. But you want to nitpick everything. You men want to nitpick. And yes, some women are also a part of the nitpicking. But for the most part, it's mainly men who live in their parents' basements and have never touched a boob. It's men like Brian Alvarez, who look like a braided worm. It's men like Dave Meltzer, who would rather give five-star matches, six-star matches, to matches that were, yes, while great, but they didn't rank up there. They really didn't. Today is International Women's Day. Today, the WWE put out a picture of multiple women without makeup on, and the comments that you people were, that you men, mainly men, were putting out was disgusting. I'm not even going to discuss what was said, but if you said half of the shit that you put on Twitter to your mother, she would beat your ass so hard that you would wish that you were dead. Because, I'll tell you this right now, if if I ever said half of the shit that I said on Twitter sometimes, I would get my ass beat. I honestly would. But you know what? A lot of times I'm fighting for the good causes. I'm fighting for the right causes. Bashing women? I really don't do that. Because being a woman myself, being openly gay, dealing with the bullshit that I already deal with in my life. Like, I don't... I will support the women... If it's a bad match, I say, you know what, that match could have been better, but it was still fun to watch. If it was a great match, it gets praised. I try not to put women down on their appearances, but, you know, sometimes if they put other women down, then I'll go after them. I don't like the bullies. I really don't. So, honestly, my verdict is this. We really need to look more at what we say about the men and what we say about the women and make it equal because women do the same work went to the same schools did all the did everything right but the man gets more power women of color get less it's time to to step up and stand up for the women not only in the WWE, but in all sports. 
because they do just as much work as the men, sometimes more. Even Big Show said it. The women have been putting in the time. They are hungrier than the men. Big Show said that to Corey Graves. So, you want to put the women down? That's fine. But I will speak up and I will call your ass out. Thank you for listening to Gestures Court. Court is adjourned.